0: Thank you to the nice people who brought me several bottles of water. Because <clears throat> you know I'm going to need it. Are you excited? Yeah. Good, 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 good. Because we got a lot of ground to cover today. So I'm going to need you to hang with me in the beginning. We're going to move through this. Kids, you're in here. You're going to want to pay attention as well this message is for the whole church. This is not just for the adults. Turn off those tablets, the switches, put away the Beyblades, <laughs> cell phones. There's notes printed out for you to follow along as well. Adults, you should have got an email. If you didn't, you can find the link online on our Facebook. So I'm just going to tell you, most messages you hear, they're going to go over bullet points, And it's point A, point B, point C, or all the words start with the same letter, and it builds to just a final altar call moment conviction, repentance. Everybody comes forward, or you pray, and that's the ending of it. This is not one of those messages. In fact, I need to hit that in the beginning to make sure that you're on board for where this one does build to. So that's why I started out the gate to ask you, are you excited? Maybe not today. Some of you are, I can tell. Some of you are screaming and yelling. Maybe some of you aren't. Maybe you aren't feeling it, You had a rough week, maybe a rough night. Maybe you spent last night playing basketball for two hours, didn't leave the court, and your legs are really sore. Maybe that's just me, and John, and Reggie. (coughs) But maybe this is a rough time for you. Maybe you're not feeling it, and your emotions aren't saying excitement a hard season. It's hard to feel excitement. If you're already feeling it, awesome. If you're not, I just want you to look deeper, feel deeper, and I'm asking you not if you're excited right in this moment and that your emotions are quelling in this moment with excitement, but when you look at yourself, when you look at the church, are you excited for what God is doing? Good. Are you excited about where he's leading you, where he's leading the church? Good. This is going to go easy today. My next question, do you love your church? Yeah. Do you love this place? Yeah. Good. If this is your first time here or you're a guest, I'm just going to side note, you're probably like, I don't know how to answer these questions because I don't know who this guy is. First off, my name is Ryan Voorhees. I'm the creative pastor here at The Body, Dayton. Now you know who I am. Let's go. Uh, but if you're a guest, maybe you've never been here before, you don't know how to answer, Maybe you're not saved. Maybe you're watching online for the first time. Just hold on. We'll get to you in a minute. But back to you church folks. You love it here, right? Good. You love what God is doing here. Good. See, I could tell your answers are getting quieter because you know when a pastor starts asking you questions, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so are you excited? Good. hope so, and I'm glad to hear it. You know what today is? Good job. Thank you. Today, when uh, Pastor Dwayne texted me this week and said, hey, you're on, I said, sweet. And I immediately felt this presence in my spirit to start doing some research. And by research, I mean I just went through my emails and text messages and Facebook stuff to find out. But today, is the one-year anniversary of when the Body Gathering and the Living Water created the Body Dayton. So that's something to be excited about. So if you're excited and you love what's going on here, I'm gonna ask you, how many people do you tell about our church? I know you do, I, I think there's a whole row just for Sarah Beth's guess. <laughs> you share your faith with step out of your comfort zone if God is moving here are we telling people come and see how faithful are you with your tithe and giving to the place that you love to attend whoa Ryan come out the gate swinging like that see I'm not going to keep going on this because I'm going to let the Holy Spirit if you're convicted pray right now in your spot where you are, tune me out for the next four to five minutes or however long it takes me to get through these next couple paragraphs, and pray. You seek, what are you missing in this right now? What is God telling you that you need to come before him and change? Do that right now. To guests, first-time viewers, like I said, this is not a traditional message, This is not a sermon that's going to end in an altar call. The time for that is now. We're going to do this first. If you have something you need to go before God, do it. If you're watching, if you're in here, you wonder why all of us are screaming and excited, crying during worship, moved by the Holy Spirit, singing so loud it's because we know Jesus. We know he sacrificed his life for our sins, and we know what that means for us. We know that in a couple weeks... It's Easter Sunday. And the body, Dayton, ain't had an Easter Sunday in the building yet. We had to watch it online. Buckle up. Because Easter, that's big. That's our risen king, and we're going to celebrate You see, we here, we know the peace that surpasses all understanding. We know the love of God. We are excited because of what God does for us, in us, through us. Not anything about ourselves, but everything about him. If you don't have that, if you're watching online, if you're out there and you don't have that, you're sitting there like, these people are crazy, but I want it. It's infectious. You want that. Let's pray. Join me. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for your spirit. God, I thank you for the youth that led today, that just ushered your spirit so heavy into this room. People were moved. Tears were falling. God, I thank you so much for that. And Lord, I pray right now for those who may be convicted in their seats or watching at home, that if they love their church, they are sold out for you, God, to do whatever it takes. God, I pray for those watching or in here that don't know you, but they're sitting there thinking, I do, I want to. I want that. Why are they so happy and excited? Lord, I pray for them right now. Repeat after me if you're one of those people. Lord Jesus, I confess to you that I am a sinner. I hear these people singing and praying And preaching about your love. And they talked about how you died for our sins. And I accept that. And I want that. Jesus, take my life, make it yours, and transform me. Lord Jesus, we we bless your word today. We thank you for what we're going to do. And we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made a decision, shoot us a message, hit us up, send a connection card. Now, most sermons, that's where it ends. I'd say, see you later, have a good one. I already told you this is not most sermons. This is where we begin. Again. So I'm going to ask you again, just because I love to hear it. Are you excited? Good. Me too. And you don't even know where we're going yet. See, I had the blessing of being the first person to read this message as I was typing out what God said. And I know where we're going to be heading today. And I know that we aren't ending on an altar call moment. So because of that, we had some ground to cover beforehand. We'll uh, pull the weeds out, so to say, before we could get to the second part. See, we've been talking about greater. God doesn't work in addition He works in multiplication. He takes our little, and he makes it much. We talked about making kingdom investments. We talked about last week, Pastor Dwayne was leading us about not harvesting the grain along the edges of our fields. See, there's been a lot of buildup going on, and we didn't even know it. For instance, I said earlier, this was our one-year anniversary of when our two churches combined to make the body Dayton. And after we called ourselves the body Dayton, we decided, well, oh, we need a new logo. Throw me up my logo. That's our logo right there. So I was kind of, I was on the team to find a logo. We didn't really like have a team. It was just like, hey, anybody know what to do for a logo? We're like, ah, right, we'll figure it out. And the next thing I know, I'm heading it up because it runs itself. <laughs> a couple of you got that. Uh, but we had some meetings to discuss it, set some things in motion. So we knew the idea our name was the body date. we had a couple ideas. We talked about a fingerprint. I personally loved the idea of an anatomical heart, but that's just the kind of stuff I like. We had things that you could think of when you hear the word "body." But none of us agreed on it. There was a fighting. But it was just like, ah, I don't know about that. What about this? Ah, I don't know about that. All right. And one day it hit me. We've been running with this logo. I've never prayed about it. So I stopped what I was doing. I said, God, I prayed over it, asked him to help us. And as soon as I did, I heard the word bread. Right? I'm being like, Bread? This is a church. This ain't Panera, like bread. And and I argued a little bit. I pushed back. And God said to me, this bread is my body. Ah, I get it, God. You're going to throw your own words at me. So I went with it. Started looking up ideas. And we had something similar to this kind of mocked up. And this is what we rolled with and ended up on. But it was this idea of bread on the left and a harvest wheat on the right coming together to make one full picture. Many parts coming together like the body of Christ. That wheat that wheat also symbolizes growth, symbolizes harvest. There were a number of things that it hit me. Oh, my goodness. Throw up for me, John 12, 24. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone, but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. John 12, 24. See, Jesus here is talking about the planting wheat as an illustration of his death, because when you put that seed in the ground, it dies. So it's his death that will produce a harvest of new lives. See, I could go on and on and on with the number of things that once we started talking about it, everybody was like, oh my goodness, this also means this, and this means this, and this ties into that. Can you? I mean, it was nonstop from everybody. God was giving them revelation, and we knew this is the right way to go, so we ran with it. That was our logo. Then the more we looked at it, All throughout the Bible, there are parables and illustrations to planting, fields, growth, harvest. If you did a quick Google search of how many stories like that are in the Bible, you're going to find a lot. So I look at it as I was preparing for this message. A year ago, we were like a farmer that inherited a new field. But it was like right at planting season. because It was a year ago today. And we got here, we didn't really have time to actually plant. We had to hit the ground running, do church online, combine our staffs, figure out a whole lot of stuff in the middle of COVID. It's the equivalent of a farmer moving in and getting his equipment needed for the planting season, getting rid of the weeds, working on the soil, getting that equipment, and then going through the winter. That's where we've been for the last year. Prep time. Okay. Do you know yesterday was the first day of spring? Do you know spring is the season for planting? Just wait. <laughs> so, about seven months ago, God dropped something on me. And I presented it to our pastors. And they said, We're going to do it. I'm going to tell you later on what that is that we are going to do. But today is the day that we're going to do that. See, we've been in prep mode for a year, prepping the soil. The last three to four weeks, we've been tilling and prepping. Chancy, I know Chancy grew up on a farm, so I can look to him and he can tell me yes or no if I'm right about this stuff. But when you plant a field, you don't just throw all your seeds and say, hope it works. Do you? Thank you. Let's read a parable about that. Matthew 13, 1 through 9. We have that up? I can read it off here. Yeah, it is. Later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, and he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer, hey, look, farmers, went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil. And they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Matthew 13, 1 through 9. There's a lot going on in that parable and honestly, I'm not going to take the time to go over it, but it's in your notes. You can write down that address, Matthew 13:1 through 9, and I hope you pray over it and unpack it and have more hit you later. But you see, like I said, we can't just start throwing seeds and see what sticks. We needed to prep the soil more, till it up, make sure it's loose for planting, pull out the weeds, the overgrowth, prepare and dig the rows where the planting will be done, You see, cornfields and wheat fields, they don't grow up in those pretty little rows randomly. They're designed by the farmer. They grow where they are planted, and they grow in the exact right conditions in rows to produce the most crop and be the most efficient. That's where we've been in the previous parts of this greater series, and the discipleship series is getting prepped, getting tilled, And getting ready for planting. Church, today we are planting. I know, thank you. So, you guys don't know what that means yet, but I'm stoked about it. But I promise you, you will be too. Today we are planting. So, we're gonna read another parable. I got a lot of parables today, I hope you guys don't mind. I text Pastor Jeff as I was preparing, and I said, hey, how many parables is too many for a sermon? And he said, one should suffice. I said, I got four. (laughs) Whoops. We're going to read a uh, familiar parable that started off this whole series, this greater series. The version I'm reading out of is the NLT. Sometimes it is called the parable of the talents. Sometimes it is called the parable of the three servants. The version I'm reading, they say five bags of silver. Other versions, they say five talents. I don't know if this is true. I read somewhere that that equaled the equivalent of maybe $5,000. So a talent was around 1000 for a bag of silver. Um, So you may hear me interchange the word talents through the rest of this message, but I want you to read this through bags of silver. So this is Matthew 25, 14 through 30, parable of the three servants. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money, and he earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man. Harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 25:14 through 30. So this story, we unpacked it a couple weeks ago. So I'm not going to do the same thing Pastor Jeff said. If you missed it, go back and find it on Facebook or our podcast and listen to that and check it out. But you see, this parable of the talents, that's what's really exciting. And you know why it's so exciting? Our church is going to live this. Yeah, Maybe you're not getting it. Our church, the body Dayton, is going to live this parable. And what do I mean by that? Today, we are planting. Today, before you leave this building, we're going to give you talents. In the USA, that means cash. There's a couple of excitement. Maybe if we didn't all just have a stimulus check hit, that would have been a little bit bigger. <sighs> But today we're giving you cash. You're going to leave this building with talents from the church. It ain't a thousand. (laughs) But you see, remember there, how did that parable go? The master gave the servants the talents, but it's coming back to collect. See, I think I should give you a little bit more background information on this. I mentioned it briefly. Six to seven months ago, I was in a time of prayer. I was praying for myself. It wasn't even like praying over the church. I was in a personal devotion. And I could not concentrate. God dropped this idea and was like, hey, Ryan. And I was like, okay. I don't know why God sounded like that. Uh, (laughs) And I could not concentrate. I could not move forward. No matter how I tried to pray, and I was like, God, I get it. I hear you. Yeah, that's a cool thing. Let me. I'm trying to move on and pray here, and he wouldn't let me. So I contacted our pastors, and I said, hey, guys, this is going to sound crazy. I need X amount of money, and we're going to give it to the church. Took a little explanation, but then they were all on board. You see, we didn't have the money, though. This was back in August. We didn't have the money to pass out to everybody in the church. Sure, we're paying the bills, but let's be real. We weren't sitting on a stockpile of cash to do this. So we all agreed that this was something God wanted us to do. And we knew that we would know when it's time. As soon as I told them, weight off my shoulders, I was able to move on. It didn't bother me once. It was never one of those messages burning in my heart, and I'm calling them every day like, man, when are we going to do it? No. They were calling me to say, hey, I promise we're going to do that. And I was like, dude, I did my part. Like, you tell me when we're ready, and I'll be ready. So it's been prayed over for months, and we just let it be. We knew it would work out in God's time. But in the last month or so, as we started the greater series, And this discipleship series, we're all kind of feeling a stirring, feeling like, man, it'd be a great time to start this idea. I feel like the soil is being tilled, and the people are being prepped for planting. But we didn't have the money. We knew it would work out in God's time. And Recently, we had a very generous donation come into the church that allowed us to be doing this, something we'd been praying over for months, talking about for months, And God said, and we were like, it feels like it's really close, but I have no idea. And somebody said, here, we're blessing the church. And all of us were like, oh, there it is. So here's what's going to happen today. Just like the parable, we're going to give you a certain amount of money, and we're going to come back to collect it. To put it in other terms, like we talked about the farmer earlier, today is planting day. The soil's been prepped, and today we are planting. We're going to plant seed money, if you will, into the church. I think, yeah, there we go. We're going to plant seed money into the church. That's all of you. This is a kingdom investment for the next five months. On August 15th, it's Harvest Sunday. Mark it on your calendars, August 15th. We're gonna come back into this building and we're gonna celebrate a harvest. So today we're gonna give $20 to every adult in this room and $10 to every kid in this room. Parents, you can use your discretion on your children, on ones that you think they know it, they're gonna get it, and they wanna be a part of it. We didn't set an age limit or anything along those lines. This is up to you, and you use your discretion. But $20 to every adult, $10 to every kid. Your job is to do something with it. See, this idea hit me because I saw it happen at a church once. And I was a part of it. And so when God was like, hey, Ryan, remember this idea about seed money? It's so cool. I was like, God, yeah, I did that once. That was neat. All right. And he said, no, your church. And I said, okay, yeah, that'd be really cool to do. And I kept arguing with him. Finally, I said, okay. And then he started flooding my memories with all of the things that different people did. The creativity that they came up with. The things that they planned. They took their little bit of money and applied it to something for the kingdom. Then turned that around and gave it all back to the church. $300, some people group together. You had these two or three families come together. Their $300 combined turned into a couple thousand. $100 over here turned into $800. These are not things that you have to do, the different ideas that I'm going to tell you about, but there's some ideas to get your creative juices flowing. See, I know... There's a family here that has already talked about an idea they have. They're going to share it a little bit later. But O'lahana and Kelly, they presented, before they even knew we were going to do this, man, we have this idea. We want to do this at the church, and then everything proceeds from it are going to bless the church. And I said, hey, you want to know what I'm going to be preaching on? This is going to work out. I'm going to invite them up later so that they can share what they're going to be doing. But that just shows God's already speaking into people. The idea is for you to use the talents, interests, expertise, and ideas God has given you and put those to use in the kingdom and grow the seed money that is planted. I want to make it a little more plain. This is not just a fundraiser. This is not all about money. Sure, we got some things we could use the money for, for sure. But that's not what this is necessarily going to be. The money is a tangible, physical thing that we can see, count, and track. But the money is going to be a physical representation of what is happening in the kingdom. See, when you start getting creative, planning events, selling stuff, whatever it is that God is going to tell you to do with this money... People are going to notice it. People are going to get excited. People are going to come and check out what is happening in the body, Dayton, and get on board with it. That's how we knew this was getting close. A couple weeks ago, I went to Miss Amanda, and I said, hey, I got this idea. I'm working out with the youth downstairs. They want some new lights, and I want to change up the stage a little bit and build these new lights, do we have the funds for that? She said, yeah. You can set aside X amount, just a little bit for you to do those. Sure, sweet. I got so excited because I'm the creative pastor, so I designed that stuff and have fun with that. But I didn't do anything with it. I couldn't do anything with it. I wanted to. I wanted to buy them that day. And I was like, you know what? God, we don't have the money yet to do the seed money idea. So why am I going to spend money on lights just because I like them? Okay. And then that Sunday, Pastor Jeff is preaching, and he said, the difference between a kingdom investment and earthly spending. And I went, thank you, Jesus, I didn't buy those lights. <laughs> Woo! Because I'd have been broken in my seat. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, so glad I didn't. You see, we knew it was getting close. We could feel it. Before the money ever came in, you know, several weeks ago, that's opened already. Don't know whose that was, so I'm going to open this. One. Several weeks ago, it wasn't a family service. And I'm sitting over where I normally sit, and God said to me, go to the back of the church. Okay, God. I'm here. What am I doing? He said, count. Count? I'm not going to count. I just started counting. He said, count. I counted. I counted people. Found out how many people were in our room that Sunday. and said, Okay. And then he said, count what's missing. See, in a family service, this room looks real full. When those kids were downstairs, the empty pews totaled up to probably 200 people that could fit in this room. 200 people missing what's happening. See, and then he told me, when you do this, when your church does this, it's not just about money or blessing the church so that you can bless others. He said, the number I counted is the number of people, of souls missing what God is doing here. A number that he promised will change because when we plant seeds into the church, they're going to grow. It's not just money that we're going to be planting today. It's excitement. It's passion. It's fire. God is moving in this church. He's showing up when we worship. When these little girls were singing those songs, God was moving in here. And there are people missing it. And that breaks my heart. There are people attending church, and I'm so glad they do. There are a million great churches And there are people attending church broken because they're dying. There are people sitting at home wishing they had a place to call home. There are people missing it. So I'm gonna say today if that doesn't move you, if you don't feel the weight of it, this seed money is not for you. Don't you dare take a dime if that doesn't move you. This seed money is not for you to go take lunch or pay your phone bill. This isn't to fill your gas tank, this is God's money. Don't take this money if you aren't prepared to accept the responsibility of what it means. Don't take it and be the servant that does nothing with it. You saw what happened to him. Only return the same amount. Don't take it and use it for your own selfish ways and steal from God. This is a responsibility. You see, the church, we're like the farmer, we're leasing to you our fields. We're giving you the seeds to plant. And we're going to come and collect. But take this seriously, like a real farmer. See, a real farmer, that crop that year is his entire livelihood. If that crop fails, he loses everything. Likewise, we are entrusting in you the seed money, our livelihood. I hope you are excited. I hope you are motivated, and I can't wait to get this going, but I hope you feel the weight of this responsibility as well. Get creative. Kids, if you're listening, this is for you too. Maybe you can join your parents on whatever project they decide to do. Maybe you do your own thing. I can see a bunch of kids in this church because you all are creative building lemonade stands. I know half of you sew stuff and create crafts. Like, these kids are going to blow us away. However God leads you. See, I saw people at that old church that I went to get real creative with this. My family, we combined with a couple other families, and we did a silent auction. We had... Between all the families that came together and put our money together, a couple hundred dollars. And we got donations, we got food, the money went towards all that. On our three to four hundred dollars, two to three thousand afterwards. I saw a family, they were good friends of mine, I ran cross country for years, and so did they. They planned an entire 5K race. They used their seed money to buy medals and t shirts. And then for a 5K, you charge a registration fee. And they had so many people come in and join the 5K because you can get a lot of people that are weird like me and go run for no reason when nobody's chasing us. (laughs) (laughs) The pastor of the church I went to, he took this seed money thing, real literal. Him and his family and a couple others they hit together with a farmer, and they said, hey, I don't know how many hundreds of acres this farmer had, and they said, part of this field that you're planting, they understood that corn grows better the more of it that there is because it helps germinate and pollinate that corn. So instead of growing in one little pasture, they went with a farmer and said, can we lease an acre of this corn, pay for an acre's worth of seed, And he said, sure. He set aside an entire acre for them. He planted it for them. And then every single day, once that corn was tall, they went out there, picked the corn, and sold it at a roadside stand. It's pretty cool. People did special dinners, special events. They got so creative. Some of the people... They admitted, I'm busy. I'm not creative. But I don't want to be the servant that returns nothing. So they matched it, doubled it, tripled it, and said, here's what I can do. I don't have the mind to think of some creative idea, but I'm going to return to God more on his investment. And they brought it into the storehouse. So I said earlier, we're going to have a harvest Sunday, August 15th. Mark your calendars. That's going to be our harvest. We're going to celebrate. We're going to talk about what God's done. We're going to share some ideas, some things that people did, some accomplishments, and give God praise for everything that he's going to do through it. But don't feel like you have to wait till the 15th to turn in. If you harvest your crop early, we'll put it in the storehouse for you. As Pastor Dwayne mentioned last week, that some crops You can harvest sooner than others. He said he he didn't really know anything else about that, but he knew that that was a thing. Yeah, he was right. Um, And I'm going to just share a little anecdote of how I learned that. I like to garden. I uh, plant a garden just about every year. My first year planting a garden, about 10, 11 years ago, I had no idea what I was doing. I've never had a garden, and I was like, I want a garden. I want vegetables. So I planted a garden, planted a few different things, some cucumbers, tomatoes, lettuce, carrots, beans, and radishes. Split it into sections and rows like you would do, had them all nice and organized, it was real pretty. Well, I learned that radishes grow faster than anything else I planted. I also learned that radishes will keep growing if you don't pull them out of the ground. I also learned I'm the only one in my family that eats radishes. And then I also learned that a four-foot-by-four-foot section in your garden will grow several hundred radishes. Radishes are done in about 30 days. So I was like, man, look at these. I, was, I saw them like sprouting up and they, they grow underground. If you don't know anything about radishes, they grow in the ground like a carrot and have a little sprout that comes up. So you can't see them. And I was like, man, look at all these things growing out here. So i like, about a month in, I'm, oh, look, these are full size radishes. So I picked a few, about half of them and brought them inside. Well, that half was a lot. It's really a lot when you're the only one who eats them. I was giving them away, everybody. You want radishes? I got radishes for days, guys. Like, everybody gets a radish. Christmas time, radishes all around. Like I had lots of them. Well, I never went back to pick all those others because I never went through the ones I already had. This is when I learned that they will just keep growing. They get big if you let them keep growing, like bigger than softballs, radishes. They didn't taste that good when they're that big, just so you know. But they were so big, we'd play fetch with the dog. I'd pull out these gigantic softball-sized radishes and just chuck them, and he'd chase after them, loved it. They were huge. You know what else? I don't think I've eaten a radish in the last 10 years, because I was done. I say that so that you know there's going to be people harvesting right away. Maybe God's already speaking into you, and you're like, oh, man, I know exactly what I need to do. I know how I'm going to take this seed money, and I'm going to grow it into something for Jesus. And you already know, and your harvest is done. We will bring it into the storehouse, and it will not be like those radishes. We will take them. Those radish seeds also reminded me with the amount that one seed can multiply. Think about the size of a seed, the fruit that comes from it. A single grain of wheat produces so much more when planted. You know what? Think of a kernel of corn. I'm sure everybody in here has seen a kernel of corn at some point in their life. If you haven't, Google it, I guess, I don't know. Um, but you've probably seen a kernel of corn. I have planted corn in my garden before, with some success. But every single kernel of corn, tiny little kernels of corn, produce a stalk. And depending on the healthiness of the stalk and the conditions, each stalk could have at least one to two ears on it, maybe more. So think about this. A single kernel could produce a stalk with up to two ears of corn on it. According to iowacorn.org, it's a real website. I looked it up. An ear of corn can have anywhere from 500 to 1,200 kernels on it with an average of 800. A single kernel of corn turns into 1,600 kernels. Only God can create those types of returns. See, we as humans don't have the power to do a 1,600 time return. I don't care if you started at GameStop when it was $20. You didn't get 1,600 times return. If you don't understand the GameStop trend, don't worry, I didn't either. I still don't. But that's a return on investment, and only God can do that, because God was the one who created those seeds. He created that return on investment. You see, Jesus even directly referenced it in the verse we read earlier. John 12, throw it for me. John 12, 24. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels. A plentiful harvest of new lives. He also talks about it in another parable. I told you I got a couple of them today. Matthew 13 31-32. through 32. Here's another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree, and birds come and make nests in its branches. Matthew 13, 31-32. I have at home this little, like, coin with a mustard tree on it, and there's a tiny tiny little seed inside the coin with like a see-through spot. Those are small, very small. Kernel of corn is small. Seeds are tiny, but they produce a harvest. So we're going to be passing out money to you, but here's one thing you got to remember, and I mentioned it before, but all of these parables... You know what they start out with? The kingdom of heaven is like. It's not just about money. The money is going to be a physical representation of what is happening in the kingdom. The money, sure, we could use it to bless others, to pay a mortgage, to pay down debt, to fund projects and ministries. Last week, Dwayne gave us an update about the money we sent down to Houston to bless the people down there. Our church loves to help. We love to bless We exist to show Christ's love. And we're going to leave the edges of our fields for the widows, foreigners, and orphans. But the thing is, is it's not just about the money. Will the money help us? You bet it. But it's going to be about what's happening in the kingdom, what's happening in this room, what's happening in your lives, the number of pews that are going to be filled up by people who were missing it. But they're going to come and see I mentioned that God may already be working and giving you an idea. If he's not, you can pray over it. But I want to turn it over real quick to Olahana. Cuz they've been a part of praying about what is going to happen. And God bless them with a great opportunity that ties perfectly into sowing this seed. So I'm going to turn it over to them so that Those of us who are going to be passing out the seed money to you, we can get that set up right now. So if you hear some tables moving and some people walking around, just ignore us and listen to what she's got to say. Uh, Here you go. Because she's going to tell you about what God already dropped in her spirit before she even knew we were going to be doing this.
1: Well, hello, church. My goodness. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm on fire after that worship. And this amazing message delivered from God through Ryan. So uh, can we please give Pastor Ryan a big hand for and our worship team? Just the uh, I'm yeah. so thankful to be a part of a church that, that, uh, our leadership is just so obedient and thank you so much for that. Um, yes, we have, uh, something exciting for, um, for you to plant and seed in into. So, those of you who do not know, I, uh, teach Hawaiian dance, Polynesian dance at Washington Township Rec Center and, um... When I started it, I thought that it was just something that I was going to be able to pour my gifts into and passion, but God took it in a whole different direction, and it became my ministry to try to reach out to non-believers and plant the seed. So I thought of an amazing um, opportunity, and Kelly and I talked about um, being able to take our ministry family with hula dance and combine it with our church family for this ministry. So um, June 26th at 5 p.m. here at the Body Dayton, we will be having an outreach called Ohana Means Family. Um, As you can see out here, that's the theme. Uh, Ohana is not my name. A lot of people think Ohana is my name, but Ohana in Hawaiian means family. Um, and just with the year that we've had, you know, with COVID and just the division, and there's so many people that just need to be touched and so many people that we just need to reach. And um, Ohana is just such a perfect way um, for us to reach out to the community. And um, I teach my students the Aloha Spirit, and the Aloha Spirit is about living like Jesus, love, kindness, um just being able to help one another. And I'm sure you all could agree that this time um, in our world right now, we all need some type of joy. We all need a place, a safe place to just come together. And so this is a great opportunity for our community to be able to come into our doors and just have a day of love and joy. Um, And we can also share our culture as well. So you can be a part of that. We are asking the body Dayton to please be a part of that. Um, so we'll have a sign-up sheet out in the lobby. Um, there's going to be different committees that you can volunteer for. Um, we'll need greeters. So greeters will be giving lays to uh, our guests that are coming in, um, as well as um, just helping direct traffic to restrooms, things like that. Um, set up and clean up. Um, We'll also need backstage help. Um, Our students are going to be combining also with um, other folks here as well, which means our entertainment. So our entertainment, we're going to be representing different islands of Polynesia. So Hawaii, Samoa, which is the island I was born, New Zealand, and Tahiti. So we're going to be performing different dances, and we would love you all to be a part of it, if you would love to. We have a kids dance called Ohana, the Ohana kids dance. uh, Some of the lyrics are Ohana, that's you and me. Because of God's love, we are family. So they'll be learning a fun dance, um, and then uh, adults as well. The men, um, guys, don't be too shy. You can be included too. I know that um, Pastor Dwayne and Pastor Ryan are going to be doing a Haka warrior dance. That is <laughs> that is a dance originating from New Zealand. Our family uses that to uh, worship and fight the enemy. So it's about living and.
2: I'm retired. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks
1: he is, but he's not. Um, So there's an opportunity for the guys to get involved, uh, uh, boys too. It's an awesome opportunity to be able to scream. um, and, And it's about going into battle. And so the women, we're gonna be able to do a worship dance as well, and kids involved too. So you can be a part of the entertainment as well. I know my students would love to dance alongside you all. Um, or if you want to, if you don't want to be a part of the entertainment, you just want to um, be a part of the greeting, um, or cleanup or setup. I know we're going to have a post-show um, snacks and meal downstairs. So if you want to donate time and money to that, um, or snacks, or just be able to volunteer on the committees. So again, you can sign up and you can fill out uh, your name and your uh, way to contact you and uh, whatever committee you wanna be a part of. So we are looking forward to this outreach and I hope that you all will be excited to join us with it um, and just be able to help us reach out to the community and really give it an opportunity for those to come in. Um, As you can see on the information, as far as admission, donations are welcome. There's some families out there that are still unemployed, that are still struggling. Um, so we just want a place and a time where they can come in and not have to worry about admission if they don't want to, but it's donations, and so this is a perfect opportunity for you to receive that plant money today and to be able to sow that seed.
2: You know, when she had this idea, I thought it was amazing. I mean, just with everything over the past year, every all the struggles people have had, just to have this one event here, And for people to come in and just be able to relax and just enjoy themselves and just feel some of that aloha spirit um, that she is so good at generating. Um, But, you know, we didn't want to charge people, you know, like, oh, well, it's like five dollars a ticket or two dollars a ticket. You know, just let people come in and sit down and just not only get to see a show, but see the different things that we do here at The Body Dayton. You know, we are a very diverse group of people and everyone in here has different talents and skills and come from different backgrounds and cultures. And just to let people see, wow, you know, that church over there, you know, in Kettering, look at what they're doing. They had like a Hawaiian dance hula show there, you know, what the heck is that? We never heard of that before, you know, just let them see that, you know, everyone is welcome to come in, and just to be a part. We are all family. We are all God's children, and this is his house, and these are the people that go here.
1: Thank you all.
0: Thank you, guys. We were having a a leaders meeting, and they presented that to us and said, you know, we want to do this. We don't have a space. Well, they have a space at the rec center, but they didn't know if they were going to be able to do their recital. It got canceled last year. And so we have a space here, and the number of guests from the students and the parents alone are people we can bless they are going to fill this room It's just an example of God already giving out ideas and blessing the seed money that's coming and what is going to happen here. So that parable of the talents, the talents were bags of money, bags of silver. The master said to do something with it. Those who can be entrusted with little can be entrusted with much. But to the one who didn't use or do anything with what he was given, it was taken from him. We are all going to be blessed today with... Talents of money. But you've all been blessed with your own talents in one way, shape, or another, whether that's music, maybe building things, planning events, yard work, computer work, whatever it is. God has blessed you with interests, passions, and talents. Olahana is blessed and using her blessing of dance. See, this is your chance. To partner with what God has physically given you and already blessed you with and use it for him. Get creative. Do something amazing. We're going to talk about this for the next five months. So if you're tired of it now, you're going to get more tired. We're going to see what people are doing. We're going to celebrate together. But beyond that, we will be talking about what God is doing for years and years to come. I mentioned before, I'm the creative pastor here. I tend to get a little creative, if you can't tell. So if you need help, let me know. If you wanna pray over it, you need ideas, you have questions, let me know. I'm gonna ask you the same question I asked you in the beginning. Are you excited? Good. So I'm going to say something to guests. Maybe you're a guest here, and you're like, I just came to watch my granddaughter or my kids sing or play something. You can be on board. Maybe you're looking for a place to call home, to feel a part of something. Today's that day. Grab a seed money packet. If you're online, I know there's some people out of town Maybe you're online and you're watching and you couldn't be here this week. That's okay. Hit us up. Get in touch with us. If you call the body Dayton home or if you're a guest online and you know I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of this movement of God and what he's going to do. And I can make some seeds grow. Contact us. Get in touch with us so that you can get your seed packet. What we're going to do next... As you saw, we set up some tables. I've got pastors and leaders. They're going to be stationed around the church up front here and here, and some in the lobby. We got these pretty little seed packet envelopes, and they're going to pass out to you this seed money. There's a sign-up sheet. because, just like the story, we're going to take record of who takes what. The one servant got five talents. The other servant got two talents, and the last servant got one talent. If that master didn't keep track of that, he'd have no idea where all his money went. So if you're going to take the responsibility and take a talent, we want to know. And we want to know because we're not just going to call you and be like, hey, did you do anything yet? Are you doing anything with that money yet? Where's my money? Are you doing anything? No, we're not going to be doing that. But we can send you emails, The way we send out emails now to uh, the church on uh, the sermon notes, we can send updates. Hey, these people did this awesome idea, and they raised X amount, and seven people got saved, and all this cool stuff's happening. Hey, just so you know, this family's going to have this going on the next two weeks. We want to know so that you can know, and you can be a part of it. And then we can keep reminding you that August 15th is going to be coming way faster than you think. So right now, I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to close us out in prayer. I'm going to bless this seed money that we're going to pass out. I'm going to bless you guys. And then you're going to be dismissed. But don't just walk out that door. If you want to take that responsibility, today's the day to grab from either one of these tables or one of the two tables in the back. You'll see somebody with sign-up sheets, with envelopes. We're going to get you hooked up. I hope you're excited. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much. I thank you. This is your house, Lord, and you allow us to come in and worship you to praise your holy name, God. Everything we do in this room and in this house is for you. Lord, you know what we're doing. You've heard the prayers about it for months. You've dropped this in our spirits. So you know what's going to happen. And you know what you're going to do through it. But God, we lay these envelopes down. The money that's in it, we bless it. That's your money, God. We're not going to steal it from you that is your money, that we're blessing these seeds, that they're going to be planted. And they're going to grow. They're going to grow those finances, sure. But they're going to grow hearts. It's going to grow minds. It's going to grow the body, Dayton. Lord Jesus, I pray your spirit be all over this growing season. Lord, that we remember to water the plants, to pull the weeds. You don't just throw seeds out there and leave them. You got to keep maintaining to get the most harvest. God, I pray blessings. I pray your spirit all over this room, all over these people, all over this money and these packets, Lord Jesus, that we give it all to you as you're giving it to us. God, we ask that you bless it, that we don't take it lightly, I pray that you speak into our hearts and our minds. Help us to get creative. Help us to use our God-given talents, abilities, and passions to bless you, Lord Jesus. God, everything we do is in your honor, in your glory, for your praise and in your name. We thank you, Father, and we praise you with everything. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have questions and you're like, I still don't understand what he is talking about, come see me. I'll help you out. Otherwise, hit up somebody. Get yourself some money. Start planting.